welcome to Confidence Leads to Success podcast. Get ready for your weekly dose of Confidence Booster with inspirational stories of women across the globe. The one and only podcast made to empower women through fashion, wealth, health, well-being and more. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you are doing so well. We are in Brighton and it's boiling out outside and I love it. It's so even though I'm having a hot cup of tea, it kind of balances the temperature between outside and inside. That's what I've been told. And it actually works. <laughs> so I am here today yet again to give you your daily dose of confidence to boost it for you and help you to lead to success. I have got Carol Hansen here with me today and she's on a mission to inspire women who have a wardrobe full of clothes but nothing to wear and I love about her. We've met about six months ago thanks to LinkedIn and we're connected and we just I just adore her and the way she is and how she's unapologetically herself and stylish and colourful and doesn't want to be invisible because of her age because of where she got to so i just would love to welcome her to stage with you all hi carol welcome hi elif thank you so much for having me on your amazing series i'm glad i've been able to catch some of the previous interviewees and and the lives and it's been absolutely amazing and i feel very honored to be part of this group so thank you very much for inviting thank you God, I love that you could spare this time. It's only going to be half an hour. And I just love that everybody's in finding something about themselves. And I'd love you to tell everyone how you started and, and how you're helping women. Because a lot of women out there seem to lost their shape because of their the size, because of their age, because of their job, and but they still don't want to give away all those clothes and I know how passionate you are people to not just throw away and you're completely against to that throw away culture and fast fashion and I'd love you to tell a bit more about you and how how women who are listening could take some tips from you. All right, absolutely. So as Elifa said, my name is Carol Hansen and I inspire women who have a wardrobe full of clothes but nothing to wear. I started my styling consultancy over six years ago now in February 2015 and I launched it on the back of a less successful business so in 2013 with no experience in fashion e-commerce or marketing I went out and bought an online boutique that was up for sale how hard could it be Well, very, as I found out, without the relevant experience. But as I tried desperately to grow that business offline as much as online, running running various events and fashion shows and so on, I got to speak to so many women who um, kept telling me that clothes weren't made for them anymore. Nobody made clothes for them. Nothing worked for them. And they were just fed up generally with with the clothing industry. Some of them, it was buying objections. There was I selling clothes, but there was something else in there. And I started to do some research into body confidence issues. And what I found was that over 90% of women suffer from some kind of body confidence issues at some point. Now, that could just be that you're having a bit of a bad day. You're not feeling great about yourself. 
right through to full-blown body dysmorphia and, in fact, eating disorders as well. And that was a light bulb moment for me because I'd actually gone through an eating disorder for about 23 years from the age of about 17 through to about 40. And I wanted no woman to feel that the way I had about my body and hate her body in the way that I had when I looked in the mirror. So for me, it was just a natural progression then to train as a stylist and help inspire women to look and feel fabulous every time they get dressed. Because you know as well as I do, Elise, that if a woman is in the right colours, it's in the right styles for her body shape, and she just looks in the mirror and she just wants to give herself a wink, a high five, or blow herself a kiss because she's just going to look absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I help my clients to do that. I very much work with women sort of 40 to 5 to 55 sort of demographic who have lost their way a little bit in terms of clothes, maybe feeling less confident because maybe they're going through or have gone through the menopause. And of course, that causes so many changes to our body. It can cause changes to our identity. Mm -hmm. And it can really, we move into a fabulous second phase, but it can have quite an impact on us in terms of who we are, how to dress for for ourselves again, Mm -hmm. and in a sense, reclaiming our identity, but also doing it in a way that we, that makes us feel confident as well. So that we're not leaving ourselves with a legacy of trying to be, that very much younger woman. I'm not. I'm very much one who says, no, you shouldn't dress for your age. You should dress the way that you feel. But you need to feel comfortable within that because you'll never carry yeah. something off if you don't feel comfortable in it and you don't it's feel comfortable right. about what you're wearing. And, yes, as you said as well, I'm also passionate about um, sustainability within the fashion industry in the sense that three years ago when I was researching for a blog that I was writing it was only then that it dawned on me just how bad the the fashion industry globally is for is for the planet. Now yes. that's not the, the the fashion industry that you're in, Elif, because you're an independent boutique. You carry a very small line of stock, but your main business is yeah. all about making clothes to order quality clothes that people will love fit them beautifully and they will want to treasure for years what well, I'm referring so true I mean I I was talking to somebody last week and they asked me how do I uh, how many pieces a year I create and how many collections I said I only have two main collections a year and total ready-to-wear pieces we produce is never more than 2,000 pieces and yeah. the rest is only made to measure it's it's for a boutique my brand my size is very minimal yes so they couldn't believe it i and they, they were wondering how do i sustain it i thought that is that that is the secret to yes. be able to sustain and encourage people to go through that route don't yes. do rush buying you don't need it go into your wardrobe if you're in that desperate moment i bet you you have a beautiful dress in your wardrobe that you've never seen if you are that desperate to find something tomorrow. I Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And it's what I find so much with, with people now is, and because of the culture that we live in, is that we have been encouraged so much to not connect with what we've already got in our wardrobes, but 
you know, we've got an event coming up or um, an occasion or, or, or mm-hmm. an important meeting. What do we do? We say we need a new outfit for it. We don't go and look in our wardrobes and reconnect with what we've got. We go out and buy something new. Yeah. We're encouraged by that, by the fact that clothing generally has become much cheaper. It's in proportion to household income. Um, when I was a child, you saved up to get clothes but now you could just go out and you spend it almost like pocket money don't you don't really think if you're buying into that sort of cheaper clothes mentality you just you just buy into it doesn't matter heartbreaking oh it is heartbreaking and when you when you see that you know over 75 percent of clothes end up in landfill and that is just appalling. I, as you know, I started my journey as an alteration girl, and uh, I still, I still to this date, I offer my alteration service to a lot of my clients. I don't introduce to new clients, but I offer it to all my existing clients and their friends, yeah. and I still, I will continue to do so. But when when a new client comes in and just brings me something and how much it is to shorten and when we tell the price and they go, oh, it's only cost me £15 to buy the trousers itself. And I just think, okay, that's right. That is a very good point that you've made. Have you actually thought how could that be possible to buy the whole pair of trousers for £15? Have you actually questioned it? And yes, you're not paying for the price of the trousers, but somebody else will pay the price of it along the way. And it may be your children or grandchildren. And let's have a talk about this. And they don't like to have this conversation. I don't like to have that conversation. But I love that how you and a lot of women out there who are educating people out there, educating women, because women are gener- our future. We are future we, we, we are bringing up the future. So it's very important to educate women to think and be conscious. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't go out and buy clothes. Far from it. I'm saying... Buy clothes, but buy consciously. Exactly. So buy quality. Buy clothes that will last. But before you, you go out and actually put your credit card in the machine... Think about what you actually need. Think about the colours that you're choosing. Think about the style that, you know, that you're selecting. Mm-hmm. And, and my sort of golden rule of thumb is, do you really love it? And will it work with at least three things in your wardrobe as well? Because you want to be thinking about things. That oh, work. I love that. I would love you to repeat that. So <laughs> do you love it? Does it work with three things in your wardrobe? Yeah. Is it in your colours? And is, is it, it in your colours? And, and is it well made as well? Yeah. That's the other thing is because if you go and buy cheaper, poor quality clothing, once you've worn it a couple of times, it just looks awful anyway, doesn't it? Once you've washed it a couple of times, yeah. it doesn't hold its shape. And then you get you, you put it on, you don't feel great about yourself. So you're likely to discard it and go and buy something else. What is the point in doing that? Yeah. There is none. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm just so passionate about making sure that whatever we're purchasing, we're doing it, as you say, consciously, because if we keep on buying fast fashion, we're just fueling that machine. We're fueling that machine of using up finite resources. We're effectively supporting employers who 
are using garment workers who aren't fairly paid and aren't living in great conditions, yes. etc. And and then we're contributing to the waste problem. Who yeah. consciously wants to do that? Exactly. I think that's that's a very good point. And also what ends up being is whilst you're becoming this disposing of clothes, we are actually disposing of human beings who are behind this creation and production. Yeah. And and it's it can be quite painful to listen to. So it's um it's really important. Really yeah. important. Yeah. I just want to go back to the beginning of our conversation. You know, you said you, from the age of 17, you've uh, struggled with eating disorder. Have you actually been, this was you looking in the mirror and not liking yourself and not being happy with yourself. But have you actually been attacked by anybody around you? Has anybody actually made comment to make you feel that way? Or was it always within you? Because I personally, as a young girl, have been made fun of with my outlook, with my legs, with my nose all the time. And it's always made me feel conscious and, and I lost my confidence and it took me years to, to get it back. And as I got it, I got pregnant. I put loads of weight on. <laughs> I lost it again. <laughs> okay. So there were, the, there were several things going on. I mean, I was tubby as a child and from the age you know started putting weight on from the age of about six years old and that was largely because in my early um early years I had not eaten very well because I had continual problems with tonsillitis and all the rest of it so my mother struggled to feed me and I think after I had my tonsils removed she was then so relieved bless her that she <laughs> She then overfed me. Um, <laughs> but there were, I would say that really my eating disorder, eating disorders are complex. And my eating disorder largely came about because, and I only realized this fairly recently, because of a couple of things that happened in my teenage years, traumatic, very traumatic events. And an eating disorder is one way of getting back control like a lot of addictions it's about control and so one thing you can control is how much food you put in your mouth or don't put in your mouth and and then as I lost weight and got um very slender um I it looked good to me and it was a distorted image it looked good it felt good to me because people kept saying oh wow you're so slender you're so thin how do you do it and it's, I was we seem also, to make comment when someone lose weight don't it don't we so it's not right it's no. not right and I find myself do it I will admit oh I think we all do it we mm. kind of we have these ideal Im idealized images of people as to how people should look and we see a, a slender woman or someone who's lost weight and we think it's healthy and, and in some cases it may well be um but it's not always and, and we yeah, i've noticed i just making me think as we speak it's funny i've never like if i met someone at the weight they are and i've seen them that weight for the years and years and years and if i had seen them five years down the line and I, they have suddenly turned half the size they were when i met mm. 
I notice it and make a comment saying, mm. you have lost a lot of weight. Are you doing something specially for it? And I, and I know ever since I've noticed these consciously, I don't tend to ask people why they've lost it, but we seem to give so much meaning to the outlooks, our body shape and fat and everything, don't we? We do. And we're so good at focusing on what we don't like about ourselves as well, aren't we? We are so good at focusing. I mean, when I work with clients, um, you know, they'll happily tell me what they're not happy with in terms of, you know, maybe I don't like my thighs or my hips or I've got too much of a tummy. And I stop them right there and I ask them to tell me what parts of their body do they love. Some women really struggle with that. They really struggle with it in the sense that they've not been asked the question before. And as women, we are kind of taught that to focus on, you know, bits that we love in that sense about ourselves is almost like being boastful. And mm. it's a bit like showing off. And that's not what little girls do, is it? Yeah. And so therefore we focus on our faults. And then it becomes even more ingrained in us. So that's why I always ask my clients to tell me what they love about themselves. And we start from that position of love. So we start from if a client only says to me something like, the only thing I can think of is I like the color of my eyes. Well, let's look at what colors will draw the colors of your eyes out. Let's look at what necklines will help draw the eyes up, what accessories we can use to really show your eyes off then we'll focus on those bits you're not so keen on. Yeah. And it's about changing that whole perception. Because Starting with the point of love is what would fix it. It's amazing. Yeah. And it makes such a difference because we have to come to that point of self-acceptance to feel confident is my view on that. And you can, if you're dissatisfied with your own body, um then you're not really accepting your body as it is and your body for all the incredible things that it can do. I've never heard men have these conversations, ever. No, and I'm... I'm and I find it so frustrating. Why do we Why do we even make a point of it? Why there is... When, when there is a weight loss program showing, why there's always women losing the weight and very rarely men now started to show up. It's very frustrating. I, I think it's partly because men don't talk about these things. I mean, men get eating disorders. Let's not be... Yeah, um, they do. Yeah, about 10% of eat, all eating disorder cases are men. Wow, okay. And that has increased since um, you know, there's been more of a gym culture in this country particularly. And it's partly what's fueled um, steroid abuse is this body dysmorphia. Oh, I see. So let's not, I don't like to put too much to gender in that because I just think that men haven't, traditionally, they just don't talk about it. They don't talk so personally about stuff. Um, and there's, um, I mean, Christopher Eccleston, who plays, um, or did play, sorry, um, Doctor Who, the actor, He's yeah. suffered from an eating disorder for best part of his adult life. Yeah. There are other male celebrities who have as well. And they don't get the same 
same kind of attention that's what i mean they don't get the spotlights on them they do have the problems they do have the issues but they don't seem to put as much meaning to it as women do and we do to each other so i just feel like there needs to be a, a magnificent change in order for us to feel confident that we don't have to worry about it and it's nothing to do with how big or small you are it's I've, I've been dressing women for the last 12 years and they're women of every age color size and type and they all have the same thing that you say oh i don't like my arms i don't like my tummy i don't like my i don't like like my neckline there's always this i don't like it no no one says i love my legs can we show them off <laughs> no they don't because we're just not brought up that way are we it's just not in our it's time to change that Yes, I agree. It's time to change that. But I think it's also time to have more open discussions because this all comes into the whole area of mental health and mental well-being. And the reason I think it's so important to change as much as anything is because we've got another generation and they will have another generation coming up behind that. And we need to be their role models. That's right. I we would love every woman to feel that way because I am inspired by you and by any woman older than me and I am actually surrounded by women older than me because they they inspire me they make me feel like I mustn't stop yeah. I mustn't be quiet I mustn't be invisible I mustn't be relevant it just it it reminds me to be the woman who, who how it should be rather than what it's being taught to us. I mean, I come from a culture that I I am one of three. I had two brothers and anything and everything. And I would say I was always the second person to be heard. And usually it's just being, no, oh, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. So I've always been, I've never had a choice or a voice. This is why it's kind of makes me feel like, okay, this is my time. Yeah. And I feel strong enough. And I've found that strength within me to help other women who don't feel as strong as confident this is this is why i'm everything i'm doing is because of all these the things that i haven't had and and i was lucky that i found my voice yeah yeah and it's so important to find our voice and it's also so important to feel good about ourselves as well because mm -hmm. that will help to radiate out our confidence and will help to boost the confidence of others around us absolutely okay i'm going to ask you my last question go on i know you are gonna give a great answer but what does confidence confident mean to you and how how can someone build it if they don't have it or if they if they have it how they can help others to build it because it, i feel that this is a ripple effect that we can help each other Oh, there's, a, there's about five questions in there, not just one, but let's take <laughs> You've got 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I've got 30 seconds, have I? <laughs> okay, so first of all, what is confidence? Well, confidence is feeling certain to a degree about the decisions that you are making. Now, we never feel that certain about everything, but it's having the courage to step forward and it's having the courage to be yourself and to be authentic and i think that is that is really important 
it's also we can enhance our confidence and i would say this wouldn't i by wearing the right clothes and i say that because that helps our outward appearance of confidence which then when we look in the mirror makes us feel better and enables us to feel more inner confidence that's right and how do we spread that around well i think we carry on talking and we carry on raising the conversation and helping other women just as you help other women you help women who come to you for the amazing services that you offer and I help women to understand what works for them and understand how to express themselves and to be themselves in the clothes that they wear beautiful love it thank you that was so good thank you so much i feel like it's it's the time that we made the difference in the world of you know women in business and i'd like to see more women leader out there leading the way and helping others and and it's just going to make a huge difference yeah it is but for for women to see role models of other women who've done it it gives them to my mind you know it's very much when I started out it was very much looking at other people who had done things Mm -hmm. that inspired me when you're having a bad day to carry on because it's you've got someone there who has had the struggles and been through the, the the growing the business and getting making herself visible and if you can see those role models, that inspiration, it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. And, and, and always get, if, if you feel like stuck, get help, ask someone, ask a professional to help you. It's just like, I always think of it this way. So when you start driving, you get driving lessons. You get driving lessons from driving instructor. They teach you how to do it. And it's the same thing. If it comes to your dressing, get someone who's professional who would tell you how and in your favor and you would work together. It's and it's knowing like being led and giving you the direction and giving you the steps to take will always make your journey so much easier and so much simpler. Why wouldn't you do that? And it they will teach you when to signal left. Yes. Because you will know, they will tell you when to do that rather than, it's like there are still people out in the traffic that they they signal wrong time. But <laughs> it, this is the thing, if, you, if you're if you being taught well and if, you've, if you have a, an instructor with you all the time, they will always tell you when to signal, when to stop, when, when to take the break. And it is so important to have... I think that's true, but I think it's also as you progress, then that person will sit back and let you start to make those decisions. But you've still got that safety net there of having someone there to give you the space and to dedicate their time to you. And I think you can carry on that. From outside. Yeah, by just saying that even if you are struggling with someone, just finding someone to whom you can offload and share problems, particularly if you are a woman in business who is running her own business and maybe doesn't even have staff or a team around her. It's just so important to have other other people that you can talk to. And yeah. very often that is other women. Yeah. 
That's right. This is great. It has been so good having you, Carol. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I love this. I would like to put all your details on our video um, interview notes so people can reach out to you. And if they need any help with their wardrobe, I'm sure you will be. Absolutely. You'll be, be delighted. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and everybody else who's listened. And hopefully I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it and leave us a rating and review because it will help me reach out to so many other women who are looking to listen to that story of someone to help them achieve their goals. So here is to your confidence.